So we've mentioned every Bond's birthday. Who? To is it somebody's birthday? Did I not? What the? F- yeah, yeah, yeah. It is your your wife. Oh shit! What's the date today? You didn't get her a gift, did you? I admire your luck. Mr. Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond. Thank you, Mr. Bond. Name's Bond. James Bond. It's your wife. You want to say happy birthday first? I do. Happy birthday. Thank you for putting up with this. Yeah, this whole project. Yeah. 29 again, baby. Woo! Happy birthday. Thanks for, uh... My number one Bond girl. Do you want to take a bet on how many months from now she listens to this? Never. She will never listen to this. She's listened to a few of the Bondings. Like when she goes running. Randomly. She'll put one on. It's wintertime, so let's figure out, um... Like, I'm gonna say mid-June. I think I'd have to tell her, hey, you should listen to The Living Daylights. Just, like, watch it again in the summertime and be like, isn't this a pretty good... You should listen to what we were saying about this. There's some crazy stuff. Yeah. There's, like, nothing... Yeah, she's not going to listen to this. You should put this this one on. Yeah. I might... Maybe that's actually, you know, I'll put it on the car when we're driving somewhere. I'm like, oh, we should listen to The Living Daylights. Yeah. It's a good movie. New James Bond. Timothy Dalton. You know? See what she says. Yeah. Hello, Heather. Happy birthday. Good trick. Happy uh, birthday six months ago. (laughs) Potentially. Hopefully it was a good one. Yeah. Sorry uh, we ruined it. But it's also our first podcast of 2016. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. How was your New Year's? It was good. You know, yeah. the typical... Uh, Two kids running around, going yeah. crazy. Stayed awake. and then Wild and crazy. Yeah. How about yours? What'd you do? You know, typical, like you have one plan, but then things happen. That mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, it does happen. Yeah, that's... Uh, I think... Were you awake on the New Year's? Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was awake. But it's, you know, when you have like a lot of people... Around, you're like, oh, this is what's going to, and then it never, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody vomits on themselves and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the night just takes a (laughs) from there. I was able to have my holiday cigar. So that was, you know, that was fun. Now the guy at the cigar shop, he was shit-faced again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was wasted. One day, one day. I'd like to have an establishment like that. That'd be nice. That's uh, It's a good deal. You know, you live upstairs, you come down. Mm-hmm. Open up shop, sell things you enjoy, talk about all day. Bob's Burgers. Um, you know, get high on your own supply. And then just <laughs> Not head exactly off. exactly the same on that one. Well, I mean, you're still, he's smoking his own cigars, you know, so. Yeah. That's. Uh, smoking his own yeah. professionally rolled cigars, yes. Well, he, do, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't roll them himself. He doesn't roll them yeah. himself. He just has a good supply of. As amateur torcedores. Yeah, well, you more than me. But yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. you've tried it one time and yeah. scrunched those cigars are pretty tightly. Pretty Un- tightly. Unsmokable, unsmokable cigars. A little bit. <clears throat> but yeah, I get your point. Right. Well, good. Hey, new year, new bond. Yeah, this is a new bond. How, what are your, how, are you excited or I'm, I'm very are you excited. glad to be done with Roger Moore? I am probably not as glad as you are, but uh-huh. I'm definitely happy to be done with Roger Moore. Uh, I'm a big fan of Timothy Dalton, and I think it was a huge disservice to the franchise that he only got to do two films I know it was what could have been like the big the second actually I think it's a bigger what if mm-hmm. than the you know what if they had treated Sean Connery better and he did Honor Majesty yeah I, I, I think this well. is the bigger it is the bigger the bigger what that. if you know he was able to do more earlier if he got to do that one in 1991 we'll talk about later but yeah. you know it is what it is mm-hmm. you drinking anything uh, yeah I've got a well we're drinking the same thing yeah what are we drinking? A dirty vodka martini. Shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. So the classic drink. Belvedere vodka. So we're returning back to a classic bond. Is so. it much of a classic drink? Dirty. The dirty one didn't come out until Spectre. So. Well, I'm just but, saying martini. But martini in general. Martina. The classic film in the series. Yeah. All right. Oh, you want a bond? Absolutely. Let's do it.
The Living Daylights. It's a short story in the 14th Bond book. It's the 15th Bond film, released in 1987 and starring Timothy Dalton. Is he a sir? He's not a sir. He's not a sir. He's a uh, Welsh? Is that... Yeah, he's is that correctly. Is that how you say it correctly? Yeah, so he, he's Welsh. Roger Moore's English. Just yep, straight English. But he's got the Sir. Yeah. Sean Connery's Scottish. Yeah, and a Sir. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan, not a Sir. No, he's Irish. Uh, but he's Irish. Yeah. And then uh, Lazenby's Australian. Lazenby's Australian. Daniel Craig is English as well. Uh, he is, but uh, he's he's English. Yeah. But isn't he? Um, you know, like not posh English, like Roger Moore, but more. Uh... I don't know. To... We'll fact check that. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on our go fact check. Go to the corrections page. You yeah, know, we'll, we'll figure that out. Well, while we're at, why don't you just tweet us? Tweet us what the answer is. First person that does that gives a uh... good job. Thank you. A little Appreciate attaboy? It. Yep. Sure. I'm sure the answer's already in our corrections. It's already up there, but sure. <laughs> tweet us the answer. Be like, you mother effers, how do you not know this? Like, I don't know what neighborhood Daniel Craig was born in. But yeah. like, I was uh, born in Florida. Sure. So, uh, what do I know, know about neighborhoods in Southern Florida? You know, yeah. This is one of those times where we keep wanting, uh, Bond Radio to just listen to us. Yeah. And they're going to listen to us in these, in these ignorant motherfuckers. Fucking Americans. We'll never record with these assholes. <laughs> yeah. So, in general, what'd you think? Uh, I mean, I know we're and, doing an entire podcast and, and, of reviewing it, but... In uh, general, we're about to do a 30-second mm-hmm. summary here pretty mm-hmm. soon of of the film. So, I mean, we could do that. You want to do that? Let's do that instead. All right. All right. 0030. So, the uh, winner, air quotes, who's going to... You were the winner? I, I yeah. won the toss this week. Yeah. What no. did you call? Heads, tails this time? Tails. Tails? I always call tails. Hmm. Is that like a aviation thing? Nope. Is that a, is there a reference? Is that a reference to a... Not, not really. Not really. No, there probably just... should be. I just always pick tails. You just... Yeah. I'm always a red. Red on roulette and tails on, uh, on coin tosses. Okay. Just my thing. That's your thing? Yep. All right. Well, um... This brings us to our 0030 segment. Yeah. Our standard 0030. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am ready whenever you are. You know, typical same thing. Whenever I hear a bell, I'm going to press start. So you can... Uh... In uh, three, two, one. New Bond! And he does a perfect gun barrel scene. Bond must help Soviet General Koskov defect to the West. James shoots to miss the beautiful Kira Milovi, who is the loving girlfriend of the general. Turns out the general is actually a bad guy, double-crossing the East and the West in order to buy massive amounts of weapons from a man named Whitaker. There are battles and chases, a pretty cool airplane scene, and a really stupid final scene with Bond killing Whitaker. Not a bad first run for Dalton. Very 80s, though. You have plenty of time. There's like three seconds. You can add some more stuff. That's... I mean, now you Longest airplane taxi and takeoff ever in the Afghan battle scene. Like, they were just like, he was in that C-130, just... We can talk about that. That's where it's going to come up. Yep. All right, well, um, there it is. Round of applause. Our live studio audience. Woo! Okay. <clears throat> you ready? As, as ready as I'm going to be. Whenever I hear a bell, I'll go. In three, two... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, I'm good, I'm good. Three, two, one. Three double O's skydive into a training mission. Which one is James Bond? A new face is filling a familiar role, but this time no gadgets and jokes. James Bond is cold, dark, and serious. KGB General Koskov is defecting to the West and 007 must protect him from a sniper. Or maybe not. Russia is reviving the Smirsh. Wait, isn't that Spectre... No, never mind. Bond is ordered to eliminate General Pushkin, who is running the program. 007 suspects a ruse and uses sniper, Koskov girlfriend, slash Chaloist to get closer to the truth. Bond and Pushkin fake his death and draw the true villain. A whole battle sequence in Afghanistan ensues and the good guys win out. Hey! You want to borrow, like, five seconds from mine? That would be, that would that be, would be useful. That yeah, would be useful. but, uh... We've, we've had a really good stretch in our podcast of just getting it. Yeah. So somebody had to lose. Yeah, it's about and, time. You know, I'll take a shot. Had a lot of, lot of, lot of material there. Uh, there was. I felt really a complete. A lot of loose ends from my side. I mean, I think I covered. I snatched them up. Yeah. All those, uh, those loose ends. Yep. 
which uh, I really enjoyed this movie. You liked if, it more than I did. If you couldn't tell, from, I liked it. As... I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I liked the return to to the Bond. I liked the old, you know, chases. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I loved Timothy Dalton's portrayal. Um, it's a pretty positive movie. The only real negative I have about it is that fight sequence at the at the end. But you know, say yeah. you can't have a you know a perfect. If they didn't have that, it would have been ranked higher. But you know, it is. I I like it. I like this film. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Uh, absolutely, I would. I would. The only the only loose end I really have, just because you know the the history side of me, and not only history in general, but the history of the series and the Ian Fleming novels, Smirsch. Uh, comes up, and so Smirch, if, if you remember back uh, to our from Russia with Love, Doctor No days, when we were you know talking about the difference between the novel and the reason in the film they chose not to go mm-hmm. with that. It's the height of the Cold War. Yep. And Smirsch, however you pronounce it correctly, Smirsch. Yeah, Smirsch. We'll, we'll f- I think go to the corrections. Yep. Um, we ha- we still don't have the whiteboard. I know we got to so we could uh, write these up every time. Uh, we need to fact check this. But anyway, anyway, regardless, um, they, they chose not to go with uh, Smirsch, insert correct pronunciation here, because it's, there was a real program the Soviet had, and they didn't want to ignite any Cold War tensions, so they went with the fake Spectre. And so I thought it was a nice callback here with the new Bond, kind of going back to the Ian Fleming, uh, you know, original uh, portrayal of James, that they have this, like, nice little callback. And they actually, you know, talk about the Smears program. Mm. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed that. I was thought it was a nice little treat. Kind of like that first nodding that we see in Spectre, you know, to the fans of the 15th, you know, movie of the series. little wink, wink, you know, to everybody in the know that's been watching it since mm-hmm. Dr. No and been reading the Fleming novels since the, the 50s. Yep. So did end the direct translation or the rough translation, Death the Spies. Yeah. That was the, uh, the reason for the program. Was to assassinate Western spies, yeah, which uh, which makes sense. The other loose end, I I don't think either of us mentioned, and our double O thirty, uh, the return of an old friend, uh, Felix, makes an appearance. Yeah, he does, yeah, yeah toward I, the end, but he's yeah, there. yeah, yeah, he's. I like this Felix. He's, I was going to say he's not my favorite Felix. He feels like a contemporary of Bond, and that's what Felix is yeah. supposed to be. And Felix really hasn't felt like a contemporary since Doctor No. You know, he actually reminds me a lot of I would I would compare him to the Thunderball. The Thunderball, uh, Felix Leiter. He just kind of seems like a cool dude. He's like, man, you, you, what are you trying to do? Start World War Three? No, it, you know, it's a put-up job. Oh, man. You know, he just kind of seems kind of like a surfer dude a little bit to me. Well, I think that's fair that in a British series they have, you know, stereotypical like a stereotypical, American. like, American portrayal of, you know, the gunslinging CIA. I'm insulted. Ah, sure. Let's, let's as Americans be insulted <laughs> because we were portrayed not positively in... One of a million films that come out per year. Yes. But, um, you know, I liked him. He's not my favorite. Obviously, uh, Jeffrey Wright is my favorite Felix, but he's, he's number three, I think. Jeffrey Wright is first. What's his face from Dr. No? Uh, Y50. Uh, Jack Lord. Jack Lord is number two for me. And I'm, I, tr- I'm trying to put Jeff, uh, what's, what's, I'm sorry, what was the name again? Jeffrey Pierce? Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey Wright. He's the new, he's the, Oh, so you got he's from a, Casino Royale? He's a Daniel Craig. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, he was good in Quantum, and uh, we haven't seen him since Quantum. I meant to look on IMDb, uh, John Terry, who plays... Uh, he's been Felix. in a lot of things. Yeah, he has one of those faces. He's yeah. like, I've seen you in 80,000 things. Yeah, from... I just... Uh, it's that... Uh, from like 85 to 2003, he's right. been in about 20,000 things. But I didn't <clears> look him up, and uh, you go to corrections, yep. and we'll say other films that he's he's been in. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Now my favorite segment. New Bond. Same old segment. Bond for the non-Bond. Sell this movie to me, Scott. It's easy. Yeah. And it's the same one I did for Lazenby. There's a new Bond. You have to go see it. Yeah, but you didn't like On Her Majesty, so did they have to go see it? Would you actually recommend? I don't know if I had to add that part to it or not. Right. There's, so there's a new so, Bond. So my sell for this film, mm-hmm. it's... um. Insert copyright infringement here. <laughs> the deadliest bond. That's the tagline for this. Is it? This film, yeah. And one of the posters. Deadliest bond, dot, dot, dot. And that's it. That's my... All right. It's a good portrayal. It's, which is kind of interesting because he doesn't kill a lot of people in this Not movie. in this one. No. And License to Kill. Cruel Hire. There's a lot of, you know, gruesome stuff and whatnot. Not a Pierce Brosnan novel, 
number of uh, deaths, but... Yeah. I'll have to go back and... I need to look at that a little closer. Well, since we're talking about all this stuff, might as well move on to the next segment, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Here it is. The Distinguished Debauchery of 007. wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard, but it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine. Then you'll also know that in poker you never play your hand. You play the man across from you. By the cut of your suit you went to Oxford or wherever. Naturally think human beings dressed like that. But you were it with such disdain. Since they're my six looks for maladjusted young men, I give little thought to sacrificing others in order to protect queen and country. Beautiful. Every now and then a trigger has to be pulled. Or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. Q. 007. You think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits. Martinis. Rank on the scale of zero to five olives. I have two olives. I'm not that far off. I'm just giving you that I have two olives, uh, four drinks total. Um, and I use a blast from the past. I don't know if you have it in your notes over there. It's Bill Cosby. Damn it! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I had that. You stole it. Why did I let you go first in this segment? I, g- I gave him three olives. I Two, but I gave him one for tradition. And I because, because he has a Jim Beam. He has a martini, which are the two traditional drinks yep. of Bond in the film and the novels. And then, throwback Thursdays, ladies and gentlemen, he gets Cosby'd in this one. It's like an old uh, bonding over Bond tradition here for like four podcasts straight. When we first started this series, there was like uh, some date rapey quaaludes going on in the yeah. drinks here. And that happens again. It does. It's been a while. So, uh, yeah, I definitely I bumped it up. I gave him one more olive for... What'd you have? What was it at? I had him at two, but I, I gave him an extra three. one for tradition and the Cosby. Chloral hydrate. As the kids say, hashtag uh, TBT, throwback Thursday there. Nice. All right. Casino Roya. Rank from lowest poker hand to highest. I fold. I think fold. this one. Nothing. Yeah, pretty simple. Let's uh, save some time and go to the next segment. Turnbull and Asser. Rank from zero to five cufflinks. I have... Uh... Three cufflinks okay. for this. All right, that's um, fair. A little bit 80s. <laughs> there's a tux in there, a couple tuxes. Yeah, there's a couple of tuxes. Two tuxes, actually. Yes. Um, I, I, I didn't, it, nothing stood out, nothing jumped out. It's not like when I see Daniel Craig's attire in any one of his movies, I'm like, that's a, that's a sharp suit. When I see Sean Connery, that's a sharp suit. You know, this guy can dress. I was just like, yeah, there's a little, you know, there's a little bit of a gray and black checkered, uh, Sport coat there going on. I'm like, that's 80s, you know. So that was three cufflinks. I, I give him. I give bad. him one last comment. I feel yeah. kind of bad just because, like, I that was my fallback too for the Roger Moore era was three cufflinks, and this is better than the Roger Moore era. Yes, I give it four cufflinks. Okay, I'm fine with it. It's an 80s tux for sure that he's wearing. The the yeah. the lapel is a little wide there, but it also he doesn't have the the shoulder pads mm-hmm. that you would expect in 80s. He looks good in a tux. He does. I believed much more Timothy Dalton. He, he's wearing collared shirts. He's wearing the suits. He much more looks like someone who cares about his fashion much more than Roger Moore's portrayal of James Bond. Like Daniel or Timothy Dalton's portrayal, you believe that that Bond is going and he has his own tailor back in London. Yeah, yeah. You know, Roger Moore, you're like, you don't need a tailor for your fucking, your whole, your safari jackets. You're buying that shit off the shelf somewhere. You know, you're getting that straight off the rack. No one's hand making that for you, Roger Moore. But I I liked his the suits that he wore. Is my ranking a little uh, inflated because we're getting past the more era and we're yeah. finally somebody is in a three piece suit. Finally, someone's wearing collared shirts for a majority of the film. He's wearing a tux. He looks good in it. He looks comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am. Uh, I thought he had some good suits in there. He had that tan one. He looked pretty sharp in. Uh, yep. He had the three piece. Oh, the tan suit with the no yeah. tie. The, the, uh, the when he checkered tangiers or whatever. It yeah. Was. yeah, he had the checkered one when they're having uh, dinner uh, or lunch when uh, the whole kidnapping happens. Yeah, that's the one I hated, but I also loved because it was an eighties jacket. That was it was a nice it was it was, it was a nice pattern. It, it was I liked sharp. it. You know, and I can see something like that actually coming back 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, I would wear that suit at some point. I would take down the shoulders yeah. a little bit, yeah. tighten it in the midsection, but sure, I, I, I was fine with it. Yeah, it'll come back a la mode pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. Aston Martin, rank from 1 to 500 horsepower. So the section is Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do we have here? An Aston Martin. An Aston Martin, the Aston Martin V8. Uh, Vantage. Yes. Yep. It's, I thought, this is my notes. It's a nice 80s update to a classic Aston Martin, but not with the boxy designs popular in the era, which shows how much a cut above the Aston Martin as a brand is mm-hmm. to the rest of the world. They didn't fall prey to the, oh, this is the design we're using. You know, classic cars like the Mustang, the Corvette, even the Lamborghini and Ferrari of that era, a little boxy. Aston Martin said, no, no, we have principles in class, a class, excuse me. This is the Aston Martin design, which is going to update a little bit. It's a nice car. I loved it. I, I want one. What'd you put it at? Uh, 400 horsepower. I That's apologize. right where I'm at. Nice. And uh, it's hard to argue with your arguments there. It's a sharp looking car. Mm-hmm. Nice chase scene with it. Outriggers. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a rocket engine looked like very much Batman era rocket engine on the back there, but I will say I had this movie on in the background mm-hmm. and uh the main girl Friday walked in mm-hmm. and it was when the car chase was going on and right when he gets close she goes, Wait, are lasers gonna come out of the car? And then lasers came out <laughs> and she just walked out of the room. <laughs> Accept it. Embrace it. This is James Bond, okay? Damn it. Don't be mad, you wish you had lasers in your car. Four hundred horsepower. Q branch rank from zero to five Qs. I have this at two point five Qs. Yeah, okay. Um, as you pointed out, the lasers and the rockets on the Vantage. Yeah, uh, typical car gadgets. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on the car. I mean, I guess maybe I'm a little high in this. Where are you at? It? Two. Yeah. Okay. Because so. I'm not gonna, you know, car gadgets is we expect. It's that. a car. You know, yeah. there's nothing. Or extraordinary in the car. It's not a submarine. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going to give you extra points for that. I have two other things. What else do you have? The keychain. Yep. And the pipeline. Well, that's the pig. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That is. That's a gadget. That's a cute. I have magnifying glasses. The other thing. When he was in, when he was spying on uh, whoever it was in Tangiers, when he's sitting in the car in the tan suit. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it was so, it's such an obscure thing. I, I added it later when I watched it again. Is that really a gadget? Magnifying glasses on regular glasses? I mean, it kind of is. Okay, yeah. I, it's I not guess. really that great of a gadget, but... There's also... He didn't use it, but they <laughs> mentioned this in the Q-Lab, and I was slightly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ga- the Ghetto Blaster. Yeah, the, the ghetto, ghetto Blaster. The Ghetto Blaster. Yeah, I know. And I was like, eh, you got to work on that name a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of things going on in this 80s era of Bond that I'm like... We haven't totally gotten to the PC world yet. Right. There's definitely some questionable right. things said. Especially in the modern setting of things going on in the urban areas. And yeah, 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 Police brutality. Like oh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A little rough, but... I actually think they bring that ghetto blaster up a couple times. I think... Yeah. I can't put my finger yeah. on it exactly now, but I remember... I was looking at ones. one of the one of the sites online. They actually list the Harrier as a gadget, which I laughed out loud because it's a real plane, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. A plane my father has worked on for yeah. a majority of his adult life. Still flying. <laughs> it's not a Q gadget. It's not an MI6 yeah. uh, gadget at all. It's a real living plane, plane that works and people use it. And... In that argument, though, so is the rocket belt that we we, we treat the rocket, uh, the rocket pack. You mentioned that in our podcast, though. Very true. Very real-life thing. That the the gadget in that film you thought would be real, which is the breather, fake. (laughs) And the gadget, you were like, oh, that's absolutely Hollywood. And like, no, 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 that's a real jetpack that actually works. (laughs) License to kill. Rank from zero to seven rounds. Uh, Two rounds. I had him at three confirmed kills. My kills are always off. But I didn't have him at, at that many. There was great action sequence. He's just not murdering people. At a high rate. Well, how many kills did you... Uh, sorry, I was just counting right now. I have a lot of notes surrounded by numbers here. I uh, Little confirmed kills. Possibly from self-destruct of Aston Martin. That's an old note. That's not... Did he have it? Did he? No, he had self-destruct on this one. On the Aston Martin car? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, there was a self... That's right. After the, after the car got crippled, the, the car had a self-destruct button. Okay. So I have a note as possibly one from the self-destruct button. But My question was how many confirmed... Down. Necros, uh, mostly from the way he kills Necros. Oh, I love that. Sorry, I'm reading that. that the way he killed Necros when they're hanging out the back of the C-130, uh-huh. and he's cutting the laces of the boot. Right. That that was a great scene. So it was Necros, Whitaker, 
I have two kills. And that's where my note is. I have two rounds for two kills. Okay. I have a three. I'm not sure what that third one. I don't have my... Yeah, so the most deadliest... The deadliest bond? Where where, where did that note come from? I mean, like... It's the tagline. I thought that was a great tagline. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, two rounds. I could give him an extra round for the way he killed Necros. I thought that was good. Finally, the quote, Bond Girls, end quote, rank from zero to five suffragettes. I have one suffragette. I mean, if I could give zero suffragette, I might have even given zero to this film. Uh, Kara, Kara Milov, Milovi, Milovi, Kara Milovi. And of course, there's Linda from the cold open, but we're... That's her name? I have Yacht Chick. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, check the credits, it's uh, Linda. And, uh, but, but... Uh, Malovi, she's a, she's an active character. She fends for herself. She's successful in her own right. She's a renowned uh, cellist. 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 I, I never at any point thought that she was like becoming, um, you know, a, a whiny bimbo or anything at the end. Like that's yeah. I was fine with her as a character, you know, throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Just, I have, I have no. two suffragettes. I'm kind of there with you. Yeah. I mean, it was. I have the yacht chick, and it was just there was nothing that insulting. I didn't think so at all. Feel. I mean, no. she was never that powerful, to say the least. But you know, then again, she did. She, she made her own decisions. She, she listens was. to both sides of the stories, and she was like, "I believe you." No, oh, this is convincing. Wait, I've heard both arguments. Uh, I think James. I'm sorry for causing. Yeah, you. That, that's the, that's the only thing. That is the typical. I don't, it's not, I don't well, that's what James gets for not being honest with her. The entire time, he's like, I'm going to take you back, I'm going to take you back. That's and so true. in her head, she's That's like, true. he's my boyfriend, he's a good guy, instead of being like, yeah. look, no, I'm just using you to get closer to him. No, you make a valid point. The only thing I'm going to say is just, like, how many times have we seen in movies where it's the, oh, shit, I didn't mean to poison you, or I didn't mean to turn you over to the enemy now that I know the entire story, so it just kind of felt a little, I, I hate when that comes up in a movie a little bit, just like the... the, the like in Diamonds Are Forever? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah, two suffragettes. Yeah, okay. We're, we're in the ballpark. Yeah. Welcome to Bonding Over Bond. Running rankings. Opening sequence. Right, the opening sequence. I have it to the middle, to the top third. I enjoyed it. It was a pleasant... You had the three, like, you know, just like the last time they had a new Bond uh, with uh, George. I guess not last time. When they had George Lazenby, it was like, oh, we can't see the face. Mm. Um, you know, who's which of the double O's is actually James Bond. And the first double O is meant to look, he looks a little bit like Ian Fleming. Kind of how Ian Fleming describes Bond with the sharper features. And then you have, um, oh, that was the second double O. The first double O was just like... A handsome gentleman with the hair. I never even looked at it this way. The second double O is like, he looks like James is described in the novels. He dies. And then you have uh, good old Timothy Dalton showing his face. And it's like, oh, there he is. There's Bond. I never looked at it that way at all. Yeah. I over, maybe I'm making all this up in my head. No, it's a good idea. I enjoyed it. Good uh, analyzing there. Uh, You're making me second guess, you know, the way I looked at it. I just, altogether though, I I really like the opening scene. Good gun barrel? Yeah. Bet, I'm going to say right now, the best till at least Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig does a halfway decent gun barrel scene. Pierce does a good gun barrel. I'll have to judge that when we get to Pierce, because uh, I haven't seen it in a little while. But, back, you know, Timothy Dalton just nails it. That's my first note. He has the gun the gun barrel scene down pat. Mm-hmm. It just looks sharp on it. And then I just thought it was a great opening scene, yeah. you know, with the whole jumping out. There's a little bit of the comedy in there with the papers on M's desk blowing away in the back of the airplane yeah. before they jump out. Uh-huh. I like that. The whole paintball thing, you know, and then uh, the... Oh, I got you now, bloke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, you know, just going down Gibraltar, you know, going down the hill in the, in the Jeep and flying off the edge and mm-hmm. having the, 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 the uh, carabiner with the clip that... Uh, why can I not remember what smeared... Whatever the acronym for Smirsh is. I'm losing it at, at the moment here. Uh-huh. But anyways, he dropped yeah. it, and before he cut the cable for the the one double O. Right. Um, this is a great opening. I really yeah. liked it. Okay. We're in agreement. All right. Where do you have it? Like, you to say... I have bottom of the top third. Okay. It's going to be the, the top eight. All right. Sure. Main movie song. Bottom third. You had it in the bottom third? The song? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were... 
back in opening sequence. No. Transition well there. I thought I heard a bell and uh, yeah, a did. voice you that did. said, you did. Yeah, you no. did. I apologize uh, I for paying attention. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Bottom third. There's nothing more to say about this. Just shitty songs. Shitty songs. Shitty songs. Aha 80s crap. Can we pause though and say that Aha is the name of the band? It's not just. I know. Aha. Aha. This is just making me feel like Aja. Aha. Yeah. It is just crap. to be clear to the casual listener who's made it this far into the podcast, which is no one. Which is not the casual no one, listener. No one is listening this far that doesn't understand. But just to be clear. Hey, double O Pops. Just want to clarify. Yeah. yeah. You're still listening. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, did, did a voice say car yet? No, we're still on song. Next. Cars. It's an Aston Martin. I mean, you know how I feel about Aston Martins. They're always going to go to the top. So. It's going to at least be the top. Yeah, it's in the top, top third easily. Bottom of the top, or actually, yeah, it's going to be near the threshold for the top, the bottom of the top third, and the in the middle of the third. I mean, you're going to have you're going to have the DB5 up there. You're going to have the DB10 up there. You're going to have multiple DB5s. You're there. going to have the Lotus. Yep. Uh, you don't like the Beamers. So what else like do you have that's that pushing it down that much? I guess it's going to come in at a solid eight, seven or eight. I think it's going to be I higher. DB, I got the DB10. I got the, all the DB5s. Well, the DB5 is the DB5 is the DB5. It only counts one. But it still pops everything down, so I can have the top four slots are filled up by a DB5. I guess so. It's going to be in there. It's, gonna be, it's probably going to be a top there. Okay. The villain. Villain. Weak. Very weak. I have them pretty low, but watching it the second time, here's my thing. I thought Koskov is a he's a cunning guy. He is. He, he's he got. Is. A, he's slippery. He's slimy. Yep. You know. He he does. He does the whole. You know. Russian. He's playing three sides at once. Especially the last scene when he's when you know Bond has just killed Whitaker. Yeah. He's on his feet. Pushkin like, comes in and and he's, oh, just, he's lying yeah. lying in front of everybody. Absolutely. And, and Pushkin sees the bullshit. And then Brad Whitaker, I was pretty tough on on a first viewing, and then I, I watched it again uh, right before we recorded, and I was like, you know what, I. As much as the character I have some issues with, and it's kind of weird, I completely buy his portrayal. Like, I absolutely believe this is a guy who was kicked out of West Point, mm-hmm. who went somewhere because he wanted to be Mr. War. Had a shit ton of money. Stumbled into money and yeah. just, like, built himself this little, like, weird montage to war and himself. I buy it. Yeah, I, I bought it. Mm-hmm. However, as Bond villains, they are kind of weak. Mm-hmm. As characters, I enjoyed them. So I don't hate them as villains. They're just they're not Doctor No. They're not uh, Blofelds. They're you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put Whitaker and, and Necros together in the henchman category. But just narrowing in a Costco. What do you think of him? I mean, is he enough that he's gonna raise above a Cristados? Uh, I mean, everybody maybe. raises above a Cristados. <laughs> <laughs> but is he going to reach like uh, you know Christopher Walken level? Yeah, is he going to be no? Because Christopher Walken was batshit crazy yeah. and murders like fifty thousand people. Not really. Yeah. I mean, he just he takes a gun out and he's killing people. Costco, yeah. um, he wasn't a murderer. He was a swindler. Yeah, you know. So in that regard, that's why he's not going to rank as high because he's, he's not. He's not the typical Bond villain that, like, the world is being held hostage by him. Yeah. He's just trying to get he some cash money. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, it. It's, yeah. you know. And so he's going to fall below a Drax, a Hugo Absolutely, Drax. yeah. He's going to be above Christados, but he's not going to be much higher than that for you. Right. So I think we're in the same ballpark. Right. All right. Yeah, a lot of words for not much. A lot of words for a bottom third. Right. Bottom. The actor's portrayal is Bond. James Bond. Tim Dalton. I love him as a person. I love him as an actor. I loved him as Bond. Uh, I have absolutely I agree. just yeah, nothing but praise for this guy. He's just a, in a great change of pace. After all the comedic stuff, he's just a, you know. I, I hate to say like the the typical the dark Bond. He does the dark Bond stuff. You know, he just a return. He's human. To, yeah, he's, he's Bond. He's human. Returned to the Bond's roots. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he pulls off the the British. You know, you believe this is a guy who's sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also believe, like, the Connery, that he has some edge to him. Yep. I think he took the best of Roger Moore and the best of Sean Connery, and he took what the novels portrayed. He's a classically trained... I mean, this is a guy who's... He's, he's done Shakespeare. He's done classical film and theater. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he took the role. He took the essence of James Bond. He sat down, and he was like, 
what's to distinguish debauchery of James Bond? Much like <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what he said. I mean, those weren't the words he used, <laughs> but he took that to to you know build his portrayal of who James Bond was a person. He made James Bond seem like a real human, like you just said, a yeah. human. And he, and took, I, I'll say, he took very little from Roger Moore. You said he took a little bit from Connery, he took a little bit from from Moore, and maybe a little bit from Lazenby. Who knows? I just think he went in there and he was very. It was a very basic level view of James Bond. And, you know, he said he's uh, he is not a superhuman. He is not a superhero. He is right. He's just a human and uh, has weaknesses and, and whatnot. And, and flaws. Absolutely. absolutely. I thought he was a great portrayal. I loved it. I'm really sad that we only got to see him twice. That is that is unfortunate. Is this the space you want to talk about? This sure. Movie? You yeah, want yeah. to talk about, you know, how Roger Moore kicked him out several times? Yeah. Starting with uh, for your eyes only, they were ready to hire. Could he him. have been that early? He could have been that early. That's that's bonkers. To me. Could have been that early. He definitely. I don't could know have... if I would have want to seen him that early. Honestly, I'm, I, I could have been happy with a Roger Moore for your eyes only. Do I really want to see a Timothy Dalton transition and start with Octopus? I mean, that's I mean, that's how long Roger Moore kept coming back. For he a hundred percent. I mean, that was. Roger Moore, I think, was slated through Octopussy, mm. but they had been talking about for a while, like, trying to move on. And then after Octopussy, he was done. And they had already contacted Timothy Dalton, and then last minute, Roger Moore was like, nah, 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 I'll come back and I'll do it if you to kill. Yeah. Which it would have been interesting to see Timothy Dalton go head-to-head with, with, with Max. Well, that was going to be my question for you. Is that a movie you want to see a brand new Bond come into and do a view to a kill? Do to do a shitty Goldfinger remake? Do you really want to start a new Bond in on that? I don't know how Timothy Dalton would have changed that film because they do write the Bonds for the Bond, you know. So would you have some of the silliness that was in A View to Kill would have been a more a straightforward a, a View to a Kill? Yeah, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you're you're making a good point there. Yeah. So I don't know, but also. He could have been in Bonds afterwards, so it's yeah. on both ends that he kind of got screwed. I, he was he was scheduled in 1991. They were supposed to do uh, Property of a Lady, and then the whole legal battles right. and everything right. got started. So not only did they not do a Property of a Lady, but he dropped out in 1994. And then they do Goldfinger. Literally, they start writing the script right after Golden Eye. Uh, Golden Eye, yeah, excuse yeah, yeah, me, yeah, Golden yeah. Eye. Uh, right after that, so it's on both ends. Yeah, I mean, he gets fucked on both So in a crazy, crazy world, he could have done Octopussy. He could have done A View to a Kill. He could have done um, Living Daylights. Living Daylights, License, License to Kill. kill Golden Eye. Property of a Lady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think he probably would have walked away anyway after. I don't I don't know if he does. I, I don't know if I would have liked him in Golden Eye. So I, I, I see where you're going there. Right. And I think it could have been, would have been interesting. But... He could have reached that magical four. Because I think yeah. four is a powerful film Absolutely. to judge the Bond actors in. Yeah. He could have had his four. And going forward, just kind of like opening up to a macro level real quick. I honestly think we should never have a two-turn Timothy Dalton. We should never have a one-turn George Lazenby again. Like when, the next time when Daniel Craig retires, and we're talking about Bond 27, 28, whatnot. I hope they're talking about the four-film contract. I don't want to have these little two-film two what could have been discussions? Again? I be, I think four is that magic is number. Magic. We've talked about that. that it's, it's that four the four film judging. And the way you do on the fourth film maybe decides you get the fifth and sixth film on both levels. Done. Yeah, you know it's like you do in sports. It's uh the the option, yeah, player yeah. option or team. You know the team yeah. option. You put out a die another day. We've appreciated your time. On but the I think team. die another day well, is not Pierce walks away from that yeah. shit. Yeah. He's like, if this is the script you're handing me, yeah. you know, you. yeah, exactly. Kind of deal, but you know, new Bond. It's not Roger right. Moore. Rank the overall movie. So the movie segment. I think we spent a lot of time talking about the actor, kind of eating up into to this time. Simply, I I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rank it. It's easily in the the middle third. Uh, if not, I think it's on the higher middle third. I, we talked about this before mm-hmm. we went live with the the recording. I think projecting, excuse me, projecting forward. It's going to be. You know, in that 10, 11 kind of spot for me. You know, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when watching yeah, this film... Right in the middle as yeah, well. I, I always forget how long the Afghan bit 
and this film is. I just forget every time. And I'm just like, wow, you know, this is much longer. I always remember that first part of the film, you know, the detective part, which I love when James Bond is actually being a spy. And then that fight scene at the end with Whitaker, because it's a negative taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. I forget just how short that scene is with Whitaker and how long the Afghan scene (laughs) is. Um, Although, what what a great topical use of... You know, what was going on in the world? I mean, Russia being in Afghanistan for 10 years. um, And who would think, you know, a first world country going to war for an extended period of time in the Middle East? Who would do that silliness? Yeah. (laughs) History. Pay no attention. Yeah. What do you, you like this film? No, it was good. It was really, no, I I agree with everything you said there. Um, You know, the whole, uh, I talked to you briefly before we started recording about the whole, uh, longest takeoff role in history yeah where he's you know taxing this is you know when he they escape from the jail as a non-aviation person mm-hmm. i would say i didn't notice what i did notice in that scene i enjoyed the humor of it uh-huh. i enjoyed timothy dalton mouthing the word fuck that was going and i next. enjoyed like go there next. the typical male <laughs> male to like female trying to explain like jesus <laughs> crap what the f- drive the fucking thing in the back watch my hand watch what <laughs> get in the back and the best part was when that part came up in the movie, Heather was in the room and she was like, oh God, what it was, you know, get, just drive the car in the back. He wants you to go into the airplane. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and she got a, she got a kick out of that little thing. So yeah, that was, but it, a takeoff roll like does never, is never that short. A takeoff literally takes like a minute. Mm-hmm. At the, no, not even that. That, that. that makes me sound stupid as a, as a aerospace person. Like, he would have slammed the throttles forward and been like, are you getting in? Okay, no, I right, see you later. Good <laughs> luck with that. You know, that's what it right. would have been. So, um, so, yeah, but I get what he was doing. You know, he didn't, it was just long. For, right. For that scene. Um, but all together, what do you think of, like, the cello case uh, sled ride into Austria or wherever it was? It still wasn't as bad as half the things in the Moore era. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I like the the only thing they have to declare is the cello. Yeah. yeah. That was, you know, kind of fun. And I actually finally have a note here. I've been trying to think about it the entire recording. We have the uh, smirt spinoam. Mm-hmm. That is what smirch stands for, mm-hmm. which is death, which is translated into death to spies. So it was good. I really liked it. Um, I think where we differ, and we're about to get into the other Timothy Dalton movie, License to Kill. You like this more than License to Kill, and I'm not I did. it. Yeah. Because um, I thought this is a standard Bond film. And I'm going to make an yeah. argument in our next podcast that that film is not a typical Bond film. And I don't think I'm going to be able to argue against that. Right. It's but, really not. Yeah, it's, a, because it's a narcotics of, movie. Because yeah. of that, this movie's always going to get ranked higher for me. As a Bond film. That's a good point. And, and that's going to... I wish you wouldn't have brought that up, because that's going to change my feelings towards the movie. Because I, I really like License to Kill. Yeah. Next week when we record, I guess. Uh, yeah. We'll see how that goes. So, what, let, did you think this was a real, the, the realism in this film, how, how do you, how do you have that compared to, like, uh, you know, a Moonraker? I mean, hands down. It was <laughs> a real movie compared to Moonraker. I thought the realism was pretty high in this film. Yeah. It was, um... There wasn't nothing that made me go like, "Oh, this is some bullshit." Yeah. Um, no, I I think it was a pretty real movie. I'm just sitting here looking through my notes real quick and looking at the notes about the the guy in the prison cell with him. Was yeah, one of the leaders of the Mujahideen. I think people they just always picture Tim Dalton as the dark Bond, mm-hmm. and maybe because his lasting film with us is going to be. License to Kill, which is a dark film. Yeah. But they forget, like, the small humor. Yeah, there was a ton of it. Absolutely. I love this film. This film needs to be out there more. Damn you, TBS, for not adding it more in your rotation on yeah. the... Uh, which, uh, uh, the we spoke companies. about this, though. When we when TBS, at that point, Tim Dalton had two films. Sean Connery had six. Roger Moore had seven. seven yeah. So when you're doing a marathon, you're going to get a ton... You're going to get more and more. Yeah. You know, than anybody else, which, you know, we talked about the more of our childhood and, and, and blah, 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 but yeah, we can yeah, go on yeah. and on, but whatever. Uh, I like some, one of the throwback things. Did you notice the, uh, there was a, um, handle like eggs was on the cooler that they brought on the airplane Mm-mm. with the fake heart and everything. Mm-mm. I like that little nod back to Thunderball. Mm. So that, there was a little, little Easter egg there. 
That was nice. I missed that. Um, so anything you else you you love in the film? We got a yeah. Uh... I love Kara Malovey. Uh huh. I love the opening scene, and I generally like Timothy Dalton as Bond. Okay. Yeah, I, I love all like... those things, and I added the Harrier just because I have a personal connection. <laughs> it was it was nice to Harriers. To it was me. yes, they are. Yeah, it was nice to see that. And I mentioned to my dad, I was like, "Hey, Dad, you remember that in this film, there's a Harrier in it?" And then my father follows with like a berate of questions. Of which I was like, Dad, just watch the scene. <laughs> he was like, Did it have uh, this at the end of it? And it was like, How many seated? And uh, what's, you know, on the, uh, did you notice on the wing? Was there, uh, the, I was like, Was there this? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> on the tail, was it painted a certain color with this kind of, I was like, I don't know, Dad. I wasn't. <laughs> I was not watching it that <laughs> What kind of serial number did it have on the left wing? I was like, I don't know. I'm not. Was it carrying a certain amount <laughs> of the best part? Because my knowing, father sounds Knowing nothing. your dad sounds nothing like <laughs> Nothing that. like that, but th- those are the series of questions. Because he would have known exactly what year Harrier for what country, what yeah, model, what model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I did enjoy that. That's good. Just seeing and then laughing online when people are like, "Oh, this is a gadget from MI6. This plane it was able to go straight up in the air." I'm like, no, 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 no. Whoa. <laughs> this is interest. bullshit. This yeah. is such fake stuff. <laughs> like, no, that's a real good a real job, Rolls Royce. Is All there right. anything you hated? Lots of eightiness. Early computer use. Yeah, says uh, says two guys born in the eighties. I know the Phillips brand placement. Those mm-hmm. are just my some of my notes. So, was there anything you really hated uh, besides the fight scene? Not really. No, like, that's uh, my kill. Yeah, I would kill that ending scene with Wade. So we can move on to kill. Yep. I I made sure to put this on the note. I would kill how it was done, mm-hmm. but I think it was a very necessary scene. You had to kill him off. Yeah, you had to have fun. I some could way. have been just as happy with Pushkin going. Hey, Bon, thanks for everything you did back there. Don't worry, we took a, took care of Whitaker for you or something like that. I think that I think it was worth the confrontation. And there was, it was worse, worth confrontation. It I was, don't think it had to be done with the cannon shot and the battle scenes. Some douchebag, you know, you know, playing playing war over mm-hmm. a, a full-size table. I mm-hmm. thought was dumb. But he had to be killed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the Bond franchise. All right. Any uh, lasting words anything else before we move on? It was good. It's more of our longer podcast. Really? Now, this is a bad thing. Good to have some uh, positivity after the... Uh, after <laughs> about four films of Roger Moore. People listening to us like, these guys just really hate this series. I yeah. don't know why they're doing a podcast about it. They must like Star Wars or something. What's better. wrong with them? Speaking of which, how dick would it be right now to just have like a Star Wars spoiler? Although, I mean, if you haven't seen Star Wars by now... Would you be more upset... If I saw Star Wars more in theaters than I saw Spectre? I've already told you about that. You felt like I'm cheating on I James told, Bond? Uh, yeah, I would so love to have our, read our text conversation. I feel like you're cheating on Although I did, I did, did you see that text I sent you about the, the guy that went? He went, this is the same theater that we saw James Bond in. Yeah. Same exact theater. Uh-huh. Um, full Tux, Darth Vader mask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was like, was nah, he wins. He, he beat us. <laughs> I went out to my car to drop something off when he was pulling in, and he gets out in a full tux. I'm like, what fucking film are you seeing? I was, are you just getting to Bond? Like, what's going on? And he looks at me, like, locks eyes, and just takes out the Darth Vader mask and puts it on. And it was like, yeah, I, in my head, I was like, I am not your father. It's perfect. It's perfect. All right, let's bring this shit home. All right, man. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Next time, Bond gets dark. For real. Alright, Scott, where can we find all this? Uh, I like how every time before we record, we're like, oh, we're going to do the... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do all the social... We're going to get it out of the way. The get it. We never do. No. We never do. No. It feels so forced when you're up front as well. Uh, it does, which right. is why we keep it here at the end. I want you to know just, you know, if you want to download all of our podcasts, mm-hmm. you can get them on iTunes. Yep, leave a review. Please leave a review. Yeah. I would love to get that actual star underneath the name. That would be nice. Be great. Like, if actually not. not a star. Yeah. Stars. <laughs> Stars. Plural. Yeah. So but, please uh, do that. And and while you're at it, tell everyone of the Bond fans that you know about it. Yeah. Check Follow us, out. us on Twitter. At... 
Bonding Over Bond. Uh-huh. Be sure to like our Bonding Over Bond Facebook page. Bonding Backslash. Bond. Uh, what is it? Is it Bonding Over Bond podcast? Yeah. Slash bond? Just Bonding Over Bond. Yeah, just look for Bonding Over Bond. You're going to find us on there. Absolutely. How about we get a mailbag se- uh, yeah. segment going? What yeah. do you think about that? I think that'll be great. If I was going to send emails to Bonding Over Bond, where would I send it? Bonding Over now Bond. Now and in the future. Bonding Over Bond uh-huh. at gmail.com. That's right. Yeah. Send us in. Go to our webpage, webpage www.lioneyes.com. That's L-I-O-N-I-Z-E podcast.com. What does Lion Eyes podcast have to do with this? Because they sponsor us, right? They're, yeah, we're a spinoff of them. That's absolutely. So, yeah. it's not this Lion Eyes. Very but good. It's, like it's, you said, yeah, it's L-I-O-N-I-Z-E podcast.com. Backslash. Or forward slash. Or for uh, James Bond Radio, if you're listening, <laughs> forward slash, bonding over bond. And then uh, make sure to check that out for more content, trivia, and news. And one last thing, Scott. Remember, mm-hmm. invading Afghanistan never works out. Mm. Thank you for bonding with us here at Bonding Over Bond. Until next time, shake it. Don't stir. takes in that one it's gonna to be tough to you know if there's anything you can shave from there i'm i'm sure there's gonna be something maybe we'll figure it out that should work will that work will yeah. The, the, yeah can you yeah. hear me breathing in yeah okay yep you want to try one more time no i think that's good okay yep we'll do it live i can't do it okay. we'll do it live okay well, no. we'll do it live do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing suck! In our 30 for 30, return of an old... F- 0030. The 0030. <laughs> James Bond.